really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. Today we are going to start looking around the Underdark for a ball of flying spaghetti, basically. That's what it, I gathered from my, <laughs> my research. Uh, the flump is our topic of discussion today. The flump. So, flump, flump, flump. Um, I, I think it was Melina, you had asked, um, is there enough information on the flump? To even there do is. an episode. Yeah. My goodness, there is. I knew it was a bit of a rabbit hole, but mm, much as we've come to find out with every monster, the rabbit oh. hole goes much deeper than we may have initially thought. It's a first edition monster. I know. Did you see is. the drawing from the first edition? Yeah. There, it's oh. been, there's been a new depiction of it for every, uh, every edition. I love that, though. Oh, my God. I hilarious i feel like that like helps so much though i love when they do a new one for every thing the second one looks feel a lot more like realistic i feel like yeah yeah i mean third edition because it is expanding it's not just expanding a universe it's kind of recreating it every time Mm -hmm. i will say yeah i mean much like the kobolds um uh, pretty wild change from their initial i mean not not as i i would say similar vein where it, essentially it's the same thing it's just reimagined we have like the one yeah. edition that like does it we, like super pretty wild differently like, i feel yeah. like the third edition one you guys saw my face <laughs> i was like what the yeah. fuck is that like, it yeah. looks very different than like as far as it's supposed to be the same creature it looks different the only similar, th- I don't know. It it kind of looks like it has five mouths. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The, that's probably where the air comes from, right? Where like when they try to, when they move themselves. Um. Well, oh, yeah. You know, it's weird that they even have a mouth. Yeah. They don't. They don't talk. They don't need one. Yeah. They they don't speak. They're telepathic yeah. speakers. Like they even they, when they. Even when they eat, they like absorb their stuff through tentacles, right? Uh, they they it absorb like, mental yeah. energy for sustenance. Yeah. So if I don't know. I don't know if they actually have to physically. Um, I did read that they like do sometimes eat non-psionic energy, like physical. They things. are carnivores. Well, like, yeah, that's probably why they have like a mouth then. And stuff. Yeah. So. Okay, so this might be jumping the gun, but. We mentioned these tubular air things. So there was a there's something that bothers me. I'm like, I have to fucking bring this up. Um so the way they move around is they have like essentially jets that help them like propel like one way or another. 
mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and that keeps them like hovering. But yet you can use their body parts to create a potion of levitation. Their powdered brain, yeah. Why can you use their brain to create a levitation potion when they use a mechanic to like levitate and move? So they... I was I was under the like the um, assumption that like, like they can mutate. They can levitate on their own. Use yeah, but then to yeah because it says right here flumps float between four six inches above the by means of an innate anti-gravity field and then moved by using okay. air jets as propulsion so okay. they're always kind of floating but then it's like the air jets that they use to propel themselves in direction yeah and, and it's not like they're going super fast they're not they're not air jets no. like you know a plane they still only have 30 feet of um uh movement while flying and five feet I'm, while not I'm flying i'm trying to think of like there's like an ocean creature i know who does similar movement like where um i it's like little... i think i know what you're talking about so but it's I'm, like up the bear. i'm not 100 percent sure i mean like the squid uh using its ink to propel itself kind of comes to mind but i know that's it's not what you're thinking smaller. yeah uh, no, or at least like, like when it inks here. and then like you know, um, I feel like it's like a, a mollusk that I'm thinking probably. about where it's like it swims by like opening its shell and then snapping it shut and creating like thrust, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and a flying spaghetti monster uh, was pretty much a, a great description. But if you guys are listening to this and you've never heard of a flump, um, which is a hard word to say, um, yeah. uh Go look one up because they are interesting. They're basically like little jellyfish with eye stalks. Um, yeah, and the, there's a bunch of different pictures of them. They're super cute uh, or not so cute, depending on, you know, yeah, personal I guess preference. That would be, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they, uh, they're cute little guys you find in the Underdark, and they've been non threatening since edition one. And uh, non threatening is kind of loose. Because they could, they could damage you, I guess, but they're not necessarily like if you read their stat block, it doesn't seem like they are a combatant creature. Like it seems yeah. like they are used to, uh, like maybe put something in your path that gives you like, should we kill this thing? A moral, a moral uh, obstacle rather than a, a a feat of strength, I would say. Um, it's a pretty solid puzzle for murder hobos, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's initially what they were, to be honest. Um, yeah. it, it said, like, early editions, you know, if you're lost somewhere, the flump are good people to give you directions. But at face value, they are rather large, and they're giant floating tentacle monsters that speak in your mind and shoot poisonous and gas out. And they live in the Underdark. And they're and they're one of the only things. Hives of mind flares. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't expect... It's very much so like a parasite for the Mind Flayers, because Mind Flayers don't necessarily get anything from the relationship, but it's like, because the Mind Flayers put off such a strong psionic energy, because they all speak telepathically, which we've covered in the podcast already, because the Flumps feed off the psionic energy, they will colonize a little bit, like, close to the 
mind flare colonies so that way they don't have to like source they don't have to find yeah. anything everything's just right there but at the same time when you see like you know between one and 25 like possibly glowing red spaghetti monsters that when you're like i you you're kind of maybe you know you're on the way to fight some mind flares you're like what the yeah. fuck is this yeah yeah uh, to touch on the glowing red thing, it, I read that they're much like a mood ring and their yeah. body yeah, body changes. But they only have like three different colors or something. Four. Four? There's okay. Pink, blue, I think green, and red. And then the thing about the um, flumps that I found really truly interesting is that because they can hear within 60 feet any telepathic conversation going on. Yeah they are also affected by like evil thoughts yeah because they're not evil and they are actually quite susceptible to like emotional duress by evil yeah so like their their bodies will grow glow red even if they hear someone else yeah. thinking evilly you know like they don't actually well, have that's to kind be of why angry. i'm thinking they're probably glowing red if they're yeah. a host like they're their general psionic energy is coming from mind flares just because mind flares do tend much more towards evil. Yeah. I mean, like we've talked about, it's almost impossible to find a mind flare that is not evil leaning. It's true. Um, and I, if you know yeah. you're going to be seeing mind flares, seeing a bunch of spaghetti monsters glowing red near them, it's like, okay, those look like pets, you know? <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that the mind flare and the flump would have a very interesting relationship. I don't necessarily think that they would or could drive the flump towards being, you know, an evil being. I but don't think so either. I think the flump is more intelligent than almost anything else you're going to find in the Underdark. Like, the yeah. Mind Flare has a higher intelligence score than the, than the flump, but I feel like from Scion to Scion, it would be such a, like like a feast of a conversation for both sides you know because yeah. they say that the flump when they talk to each other if like if a normal human were to like hear the the basically the flumps uh crazy language it would be incomprehensible and they would bring up such crazy topics like you know mind altering dimension traveling like reality bending topics that it would mean nothing to us but to a mind flare who also has like a crazy intelligence score and has like a completely different outlook on life i feel like maybe even if their alignments are complete opposite they would coexist just purely be to have someone to like as on their level of of intelligence to speak to which is funny because like it said that mind flares basically ignore the flump yeah, yeah. maybe that's what it is it's yeah. like they just they have no in interest mind. in them. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. Well, the flump yeah. they they it's non a non uh, when they they take their energy from, you know, that uh the mental energy or whatever that they feed off of. It's not like they're eating them or hurting them. It's like they just right. take what they need and they most likely wouldn't even notice. Yeah, and I mean the flump are, are described as like a monastic a monastic society and so like they're set up very religiously in in our human minds like they're called cloisters and they have you know 
uh, an elevated slump followed by like, you know, a, a good grouping of the whole population of slumps, you know, right under them. And so like, I really don't see the hierarchies of both lifestyles uh, being compatible enough where the illithid would would care enough to talk to them rather than dominate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they there's like, again, going through so many additions, some conflicting like ideas of the flump as far as like the religious aspect goes. Like um, they say, I read some parts that they're unknown gods that they worship. In other mm-hmm. places, there's pretty solid gods that they worship that are known. Um, and like... Uh, I think 5e they are actually I think it's I think it was 5e where they don't like people controlled by outside sources um, which leads them to dislike things like paladins and clerics because they see them as puppets to a greater greater being Um, it's kind of like they don't like things that are being mind controlled I know yeah like yeah, they're, they're such a deity-based society. Like, yeah. Well, that here I didn't read this anywhere, but this is kind of my uh, perspective on like the the hierarchy. I think it's less like um, priests and the pope than it is like monks and yeah. Um, you know they they yes. they may follow the leader of a temple, but the leader of the temple isn't necessarily at a higher level of anyone. They've just studied for longer and they've they understand the karmic system and things like that a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's just to teach or whatever. Because the, the my biggest discovery from researching the flumps was that. They can astral project their consciousness into uh, different dimensions and speak to other beings of great uh, mental power and then come back and reform themselves. So, like, even if you kill a flump right before it dies, it can shoot its consciousness into the astral plane uh, or on the same plane, just in a ghost-like form and travel around the world and come back. That's what made me think of them more as monks because like maybe that elevated one has just been around. They've talked to golden dragons. They've talked to uh, great creatures from different planes, the astral creatures, and they just understand more kind of like it. It gives me a bit of like the, the Buddhist like uh, cycles you know, yeah. a little bit more than it does, like, You're praying to a god. Honor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, one thing I will say is read after reading information on them, I really regret not trying to get a flump to be a party member. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we did encounter a fluff in a campaign. A yeah. flump in a campaign. And I'm just like, okay, so any... And when we talked about them, like hearing evil thoughts or like Mm -hmm. hearing like not good conversation because of their like moral alignments and the fact that they will glow red with anger, essentially to like dissipate that they have to tell a good aligned creature like any as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, imagine like, yeah, sure. The glowing is inconvenient. 
But, like, just being able to have, like, the ultimate spy. The sense emotions like force a, field. <laughs> we'd have, yeah, like, a but like, Yeah. I feel and, yeah. like you can sense emotions with, through, like, certain capabilities with different, like, things that we have access to. But, like. Let me tell you the problem with that. <laughs> of traveling with a flump. Oh, um, I'm sure there's many problems. Honestly, I'm only going to bring up one. Uh, you're traveling with a flump, you get uh, in any kind of fight, and it gets caught up in an area of effect attack, and it's dead. That's yeah. fair. Like, it's immediately. Got what, it's got, like, I think, yeah, four, maybe. Okay. Not a lot. It's because it's a non-combatant. I mean, it yeah. can fight, and it, if you're level one, or one to three even, it can yeah. kill you if it gets lucky and you roll bad. Um, or there's more than one. Or there's more than one. Yeah. So, yes, that lie. it's it almost balances itself. Uh, they have seven hit points. Um, oh. Okay. Seven hit points. It balances itself because, like, yeah, you can take a whole army of flump, but one breath attack, done. Done. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily... I think it, it would be more for, like, scouting purposes than for um, actual fight. So it's like, say we encountered a like colony or a thing of flump, and then like we knew we were going to this like very dangerous area, like we could yeah we could look at like it scouted. Oh, I, feel like I mean, if Lauren ever runs across an, a flump with the party, like there will be no convincing him not to take it with him. Yeah. Well, well yeah, he probably knows them fairly well and i feel like he is like an eccentric enough to be like yeah we need a spaghetti monster yeah there's a whole like one shot of basically lorn finding flumps um in I, there was like some early like description of the flumps i think it was like ecology or something um mm -hmm. where where like a party finds them and dissects them and mm -hmm. yeah and it's funny because when I was reading that, oh, I was yeah. like, I was That's thinking Lord. like, oh. this is so, this is so not worth, like, how many of these things have to die for just yeah. one spell? No. Yeah. It's like, it was, I was thinking like the whole time I was reading, I was like, this would be a horrible thing for like a wizard to do. And, 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 and then you're like, but my, my character would do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would, he would. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think it would be super cool to have a flump. I think you could totally find a way to keep it protected. Yeah, it would just be game breaking, and no one like adventurers. Sure, they see flumps. Yeah. People that don't travel to the Underdark, which is ninety percent of people, probably ninety nine percent of people, uh, yep. would be terrified to see a flump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, it's it's scarier than like a dragonborn, like as far as like societal norms, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be essentially like walking around with a drow. Sure. You know, like people know what they are and they they might they might know somebody who knows somebody who's actually seen one, but they themselves have never been confronted with the idea that they exist in reality and it would blow their minds, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I did a disservice to the flump um, when I kind of just randomly threw him in at you guys uh in the campaign uh because i didn't deep dive research them and i probably would have role played them a little bit differently um but yeah. they were like a 
an encounter where it was like oh shit what are these things what do we kill them or not kill them which i essentially i think that's a great way to use them is i agree just like throw a bunch of them at you and now they start speaking in your mind and they can hear your your thoughts when you try and talk to each other in your minds and which i don't think any of you guys are doing but all right so i found out how the, the type of flump we need to find the type of flump um cloister we need to get we need to get a cloister oh my goodness that has already recruited a mind witness because i can't figure out why they would want to recruit them other than for other than for like protection oh like the mind witness would protect them yeah um it says that like they will recruit like i i believe like estranged mind witnesses i was like oh What's a mind witness? Yeah, they're terrifying. They're terrifying. A mind witness is created by um, a mind flare sticking its tadpole oh, into yeah. a beholder. That's right. We talked about that. Those are scary. That's yep. fucking horrifying. Like just the and it's a lawful evil creature, evil creature, which like. Essentially, the flump have the ability to like change its alignment. Yeah, like, don't they over... just like overwhelm it with goodness? I would assume. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a mind blast. Of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. But I was like, this thing looks terrifying. Yeah, it is fucked up. But yeah, it it's fuck, super like, scary. Look up a picture. Um... A holder and a mind flare. So <laughs> it's that. It's gross. It's. Not as tentacles great. on yeah. both ends, bro. Yep. It's like a mind flare face with tentacles coming down, one eye in the middle, and then uh beholder tentacles up. There's no face, it's just an eye. Yeah, no, I mean just like the the beholder Yeah. Tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or mind you know. Yeah. Yep. They're squishy, they're mean, and they can use disintegrate. Um <laughs> terrifying <laughs> scary spell. But I think that that is probably the only way that's probably how they survive like hmm. i think without not wholly but oh, in yeah. more dangerous areas like sure say they are by a colony that is not, like what is it the uh gith githyaki like, mm -hmm. yeah monkey will kill them on sight like they, yeah, they don't, fucking, eat them. They don't like them at so, all because of their yeah. psionic abilities probably i would i don't think they like that kind of stuff yeah, they, it yeah. just, like, irks them, I think. Uh, your very existence oh, must be eradicated. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Terminate. They are aber aberrations? Aberrations, yeah. That's weird. Flump part? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, that I just looked at that. That's um a very strange thing. I feel like aberrations are kind of light, like they're similar to. Um, I mean, that's mind flares, beholders, aboliths. Yeah. So I it's mean, a, same vein, just the good version. Yeah. <laughs> the cool little good version. Um, yeah. They come from the what is it? The far realm. I don't the know. The far realm. It's just has, like I'm. Yeah. Sh I'm shook that they, because I didn't see anything about their preferred climate or you know like why are they in the underdark 
why why is that their choice place because of mind flares i would i would think that a flump would have more like have a better time hanging out in like a big city with all the mines can you harvest as much psionic energy from a a big city of normal people as you can from a college of wizards maybe you know like there's a lot of people with higher intelligences in big cities like maybe not so much as like potent as the mind flare and i I was gonna say too that if in D D, there's like a huge difference between magic and psionic energy because like uh in the legend of dritz one of the books covers this this moment in the forgotten realms when magic stops like it doesn't work for a time period and during that time period in the Underdark, there's one house of drow that forsook the use of magic and instead mm. chooses to go towards their psionic abilities. And they were the only house in the in the kingdom that could actually do any sort of ability because all of the other ones are magic based. And like that that makes it seem like the flump are in a position where they know what they need to eat and they're like at the fount basically yeah yeah it's rare outside of mind flares to find more than one single like anomaly who uses psionic power sure okay i gotcha yeah because everything that's still living around the mind flares are using it like so there's just a wellspring yeah Okay, yeah, I that tracks. It's just like it's just strange to me that this lawful good creature is surrounding itself by, you know. Oh, I also saw where was it? There's like a reference to them being um, maybe from the astral plane. Yeah, that I think makes sense. I mean, they have dark vision too, which kind of leads me to believe they're comfortable in the dark. Obviously, they live in caves and stuff, but. Oh, here we go. It's speculated that flumps are genetically related to grells or balabras due to some physiological similes, similarities, such as their hovering in the presence of tentacles. Given the probable genetic ties to grells, most sages agree that flumps originated on a different world and traveled as a clandestine per- passenger on a grell spelljammer. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're from so like they're from somewhere in space. Yeah, and in my and like the, maybe one reason is that they're used to like the confines of space, or sure. the fact that like wherever wherever the ship that they were on, maybe it landed in the underdark. Yeah, and they just never. I love yeah, how that little uh, insert's written. Like, well, we don't really know, but it's speculated by great ancient sages. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's fantasy. <laughs> just say it's it is or it isn't, or don't, because it's also right. more fun. But <laughs> that's so good. Sorry to cut it you off. It leads to discussions like we're having right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's really good stuff. I think that the reason that they wouldn't go to cities, maybe it's like there's something to do with the overwhelmingness of different psionic energies. Because like they know that when they are by mind flares, like they're going to get like a streamline of the same psionic energy. They're not going to be taking on like to like all these different minds they're going to be taking on essentially one mind that's and true a bunch of things yeah and like one track of like it's probably easier to take on whereas yeah, like in a so city many more it different might, personalities like, in a city yeah like too many personalities 
or like overwhelming their systems almost like maybe they don't function quite as like easily and I'll, like sure this is all speculation because I, well like, that's that's what we do here was speculation yeah. um well what, what about like a good aligned dragon okay and like while i totally understand that is it going to be putting off enough psionic force for them to stay healthy some of them there's a lot of dragons yeah, and some I mean, that would some lean more. Yeah, I guess maybe they maybe they do hang out with them. They're just hard to find. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how many adventurers live to tell that tale? Well, yeah. well, I mean, they're if they're good aligned and the flum for good aligned. Well, and it's also maybe. possible that these like, <laughs> maybe not. creatures have like you know societies of flumps like underground. Yeah, even know that they're by them or that they're drawing from them. Yeah, especially if they're just good on their own, they're just like we're just gonna be here in our own little thing. Yeah, and they're yeah. extremely smart, and they know that they'll probably just get killed because they're fodder for, uh, you know, people that are ignorant to what yeah. they are. So I guess that tracks. I mean, that would be a scary thing. Like if a giant flying flying tentacle monster started speaking in my mind, I would feel threatened. I'd say as a normal human. Yeah. I would with, assume with one hit like <laughs> I would probably just like par get paralyzed in fear and maybe yeah. even like poop my pants. Probably. They probably it's, have that ability. Yeah, it's somewhere. a lot. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. Like I would think it was something different. Yeah, like like some angel or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sent from the heavens. I would not think that. I would be like alien. It's gotta yeah. be. There's no way yeah. something this well, big yeah. has never been seen or uncovered. Although, I mean, if they got no bones, they got no fossils. That's true. If they got no bones, how do you know they don't knows. have no bones? I'm just assuming they probably got one bone. Maybe I don't know. How do squids work? Do they have bones? Why would you compare so. it to a squid? I would guess it's more like a jellyfish. Okay, jellyfish definitely don't have bones. Don't have bones. Exactly. It maybe maybe the jelly maybe it's more of like an exoskeleton than we realize. I think this thing's squishy. It's got seven hit points. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I think, think it's got very many. I don't think it's got any kind of uh armored defenses. Okay. I feel yeah. like the tentacles are probably the like most sturdy part because they have like a oil secretion. Yeah. And so it was described that they have like a double membrane in the tentacles. So I'm assuming that that's that's going to be the like stiffest part of them. Yeah. That's where they, their feelers are for grab things. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm seeing an ominous pink. Oh, it's turning red. Ominous red uh -oh. glow. Coming like from the that. other room, uh, I'm going to go investigate. We'll be right back. Be careful. <laughs> Although that's amusement into anger, so I don't know about that. <laughs> they thought and it was funny until we said they're weak little, little boys. Hey guys, welcome back to another middle of the episode. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion about the flump. One of my favorite super cool little dudes speaking into your mind and changing colors. Uh, as always, thank you for listening, and a huge shout out to at Mizzencake. 
Check them out on Instagram. They did our cover art. Super, super cool. And we definitely appreciate it. If you found this podcast on a little QR sticker stuck somewhere or maybe handed out to you, uh, thank you, first of all. And uh, second of all, a huge shout out to at Olava's Cryptid Crafts uh for doing that for us uh that is pretty much all i got for you uh again thanks for listening make sure you tell everybody you know and uh you can listen together next week uh next friday uh for our next episode and our next morning with with our next monster all right that's all i got for you thank you so much for listening we will see you next week bye All right, guys, I'm back. I'm safe. It looks like they were pink because of their emotions, and then they sensed my fear and fight-or-flight instinct and turned red. But they did uh, mention that we should talk about something they don't appreciate, and that is the fact that they have prone deficiency. Um, They say everyone thinks it's funny, but it's not. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) So... I don't even know if this is a thing for other creatures, but maybe, all right, maybe a turtle, right? Uh, Prone deficiency is essentially, when they're knocked prone, they roll a die, and on the odd result, the flump lands upside down and is incapacitated (laughs) at the end of the turn, and it can try and get back over, but... It's like you flip it upside down, this creature of immense, like, mental strength, once it's upside down, it's it's out. It's it's pretty much, yeah, it's going to be, like, spinning around trying to flip itself over. Yeah, so you get advantage on everything, like, I mean... Not that you need it. No, and and if you're (laughs) knocking it prone, you're probably doing damage to it, too. Yeah. So unless you're doing six damage and knocking it prone like it's dead it's already dead yeah. it's like they they wanted me to mention that because they just don't think it's fair like it's uh, not very fair in my opinion they have seven hit points. like they're good little guys and they can't go upside down i also think that if they have like an innate anti-gravity field it why just why it. yeah i don't know i don't know because like you does it only work in one direction? I don't think that's how, you know, gravity works. But they do have that hole on the top of their head, right? Uh, it yeah. depends what picture you're looking at, but I think that's their mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. They all have the hole slash mouth on the top. Maybe of their it's because they can't breathe. <laughs> Air Maybe. jet on the bottom. But they're well, space maybe. creatures. They don't breathe. <laughs> See, now we're just finding more holes with this. Yeah. I'm at the flump. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. It's <laughs> the, the flumper. We'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> like, we'll get a, a petition signed. See, the flump are unique, uh, obviously, but they're unique uh, when it comes to monsters that have been in every edition because their yeah. actual like stat block hasn't changed that much. Like, obviously, the way stat blocks work has changed. But they yeah. still have the same basic abilities that they did in Edition 1. Like, <clears throat> the Stench Spray, that's an Edition yeah. 1 thing. Um, they're flying, they get their name flump from the noise they make as they they walk, you know? They're, they're high intelligence, pretty much everything else. Their dex is okay, their wisdom's okay. Um, like, they, they are a classic creature. 
Uh, their they are. strength strength sucks, but they haven't changed that much. I mean, I'm I could be wrong, but I feel like the other monsters we've talked about go through pretty drastic changes from first oh, to yeah. fifth. Like, oh, and yeah. some go from first crazy changes back to their base of what was first. Yeah. Um, yep. But these ones, these ones are pretty solid as far as like. They, they're just the, the flumps are the flump. They got a good creature like and they keep them that, kept them that their way. Balance, yeah. You know? They are just a good non-combatant, non-fighting non uh, encounter. Or, or a fighting yeah. encounter where you feel bad about it at the end. Yeah, hopefully. They're a good conundrum encounter. It is, I agree. that It gives you a quandary when you face I could, them. I could sense you guys about to attack them when they were sitting there saying, don't kill us. I know. I was like, what's going to happen? I didn't think I wanted to attack, but I was also not sure what they were. And I have some rowdy party members, so uh, yes, you not do. I didn't even know the thing about the Mind Flayers when they were talking about their friend, the Mind Flayer. But like it, it just oh, yeah. it was just meant was... to be. Because you guys were rolling on random tables and you rolled on um, the Flump Encounter and the Mind Flayer Encounter. So I smashed them together in my brain and made them friends. Perfect. And it just, I don't know, the die tell their and story, I, the I guess. I would say that too. Like it, it would be like, yeah, my friend, the mind flayer and the mind flayer would be like, what? yeah, they're all right, I guess. I mean, that specific mind flayer was maybe would have liked them a little more because he was broken. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was broken. He only had like one big tentacle on the front of his face or something. And yeah. He was uh, not evil. He was a tinfoil yeah, hat. Yeah, that's right. I like, like to call him the tinfoil hat one, mind flares. He was the like one him. that led us to the bad one, right? Uh, he didn't really. He he, didn't, he told us there was the city under. He Yeah, that's he, right. he connected you to a vision of like the hive that he was from. That's right. Because um, I feel like I've, I can remember exactly what he did but i feel like he gave us so much information he did give you the first look at the capital city of the continent you're on and that fact that there's a mind flare hive underneath it yeah so yeah really a big part of for our, our listeners out there we have a lot i have too much going on in my campaign so much going on so much. i don't know about too much just just enough though just enough That's to keep you guys scared all the time and kill everything Possibly. right away that we yep. run through all of the You're like, we gotta go. You're like, I we know, can't I've, stop and smell the roses ever. I've literally been thinking, I'm like, can unicorns ride in snowstorms? Do we take the time to go back to all those like abandoned temples and find out information that we still don't know? Are we gonna find the out information out in this fucking maze? This doesn't make sense to any of the listeners, yeah. but that's what my brain is. <laughs> They're all lost. Unicorns in the snow, secret maze. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, how about some prompt questions? Yeah. Um, I think I think we're all going to agree on the fact of are they over or underutilized? Very underutilized. So much. Like, so I mean, much. I didn't know they existed until you, you met one. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. then, I barely, I didn't know enough about them. I wish I would have, I wish we would have done this first almost. Although not really, because you guys would have been looking for mind flares after you met them. <laughs> you would have been like, True. Where, where are the mind flares? Although, although every time I've used a monster 
uh, in my campaign that we've talked about, I try and use them in a way that we didn't discuss. Yeah. <clears throat> Just yeah, to like, keep you guys on your toes. I don't remember what we talked about at the beginning of this episode, let alone... Well, I, I've recently used Cobalts, but they were um, very different than <laughs> anything we talked so about. so cool. They were very different than anything we talked about. Are we gonna? Are you gonna let us meet the crystal dragon? Uh, you met him. Oh yeah, that's right. We talked to him right at the end, didn't we? Yeah, he gave you guys all a, a godly boon. Um, <laughs> something, something I don't know if we'll discuss here because like it's not a great strategy for D, from the DM side. Yeah, um, I was just like, DMs do not need to, no, to don't use that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't use a bunch that of players strategy. being like, give us a boon, give us a boon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, they're they're definitely underutilized. I think that if people knew more about the flump, they would be excited to use them, especially if you want to run um, early under dark encounters, right? um yes there's underdark is a dangerous place and i would say it's generally like a mid-level thing um too high level um and a lot of people want to jump right into it because unfortunately uh, a lot of campaigns don't get past like level five level eight yeah um yep. so this is a, a great way to kind of create that <clears throat> early moral quandary that early uh, obstacle that's not just kill the goblins so plus they're yeah, really smart so they can give you information Yep. If you don't kill them. Oh, also yep. goblins love do, to eat them. I would do the same thing with the deep gnomes too, yeah. you know, because they're goodly and um, they have a vast society in the Underdark, but, you know, yeah, they'll fight you. I totally you see. I totally see the, the deep gnomes using them as uh, canaries in the mines. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's actually funny because. I've read so many Forgotten Realms books, but I've never run across them. Yeah, they don't come up a lot, which is wild. I mean, they probably do in random, like, uh, pre-written Underdark campaigns and stuff. But, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, just, just not... We want more flump in the world. Give us more flump out there, you DMs and writers. And, um... we, need to, uh, <laughs> we need to write Joe Mag Magniello. But what what is his last name? Oh, I, think I don't know. He's, he got close. He's an actor, yeah. and now he writes for D and D. Amazing. Um, yeah. So normally we ask, are they actually evil? Um, I guess for this, I'll say, do does their alignment on the stat block make sense? Uh, lawful good. I agree. I almost think. I think yes. I think they're lawful good because they follow a code, their own code. But that code yeah. is pretty fucking chaotic. Yeah. Like, I think so. I mean, like, compared to, like, what my lawful good would be if that was my alignment as a person. Like, I would feel like I would have a more structured sense of lawfulness than they do. Because, like, they're hanging out with mind flares. That's chaotic. Being friends with the mind flare is chaotic. I guess okay, so, because it would be utilizing utilizing something that, like, falls outside of them for their own good that's pretty chaotic i think though one of the reasons that they utilize the mind flares is because the mind flares could not fucking care less about them and other like other things are not going to be that predictable so yeah like I, said, I, I guess mind flares are like our players our venture is going to kill me 
or a mind flare is going to ignore me. I also think, I don't know if we, maybe we like put them a little bit too integrated. I think it's much more like the mind flare colony is here and the flump like colony is adjacent, but yeah, like walking around. They're not like integrated. Yeah. I don't think players would accept them into their actual area. So I I don't think that they, so I do think there is a lawful goodness to there, but I think if anything, it would be neutral just because they're willing to, you know, uh, take on be a parasitic type of creature, like on, whether it be a good society or and maybe an that's why they do it to an evil society is that they the parasitic nature of like their feeding wouldn't they wouldn't want to do that on a goodly natured people yeah it's just for me these these things read a lot as like something from the fae like the yeah. the telepathy like the mind reading the prone deficiency the even changing. is pretty chaotic and there's just not a lot of lawful good but they're not Faye, so. And I mean, maybe that's a testament to them being from outer space, too, is yeah. that, mm-hmm. like, they have rules that we can't really fathom, but they stick to them and adhere to them, you know, as a genealogy, not just like a social structure. Yeah. So, I mean, lawful good makes sense. I just, yeah. I think chaotic good also might make sense or or lawful neutral i mean yeah i feel like chaotic good would be better than lawful neutral because of their like um their like habit of expressing any evil yeah Yeah. that they do to a goodly person like that's pretty like good yeah you know they put the knowledge that that they know is evil in the hands of someone who could maybe change it yeah they don't attack on site ever yeah yeah that's fair um also why are they vulnerable to psychic damage i feel like they shouldn't they should at least have a resistance to it well i'm assuming it's because like they're susceptible to like evil thoughts and like it will change like their actual body like color at least their glow yeah Yeah. and so i would assume that's the reason why does say that they they pretty much stay within an open communication like if there's a thought Mm. expressed Oh, they okay. know it. So it's kind you of know, like, like uh, easy to attack as far as like Yeah, like they don't have a defense up for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. Why aren't they resistant to poison when they have poison inside their bodies? Mm. Do they have poison inside their bodies? or do they I mean, you got to have something inside your body if you're creating a, a toxic, foul-smelling liquid that you're shooting at people. That's but true. But you're doing that in your tentacles. I mean, so their body, tentacles though. should have... <laughs> Like at least resistance, if not immunity, to to poison, because like that that can like give you the poisoned uh, status. At least it could in one um, uh, e or yeah, first edition, which can kill you quickly. Yeah, like once you're poisoned, you're just dead in first edition. Um, oh, so yeah, I don't know. Up. Just just thought like maybe at least a resistance. Like I think most creatures that use poison in any capacity, like like Are forgiving resistant. spell users, um, yeah. should have a resistance to poison. But yeah, I mean, fuck, even dwarves have natural resistance to yeah. poison. and that's just because they have high constitution from alcoholic consumption for drinking. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't think I have a resistance to poison. I don't think you should too. You're a fucking mushroom poison mushroom lady. That's what I I think. You know, I will agree with that. I think there is not enough resistance to poison, like innate abilities. Yeah, because I think that's what I was looking for when I was when we got poisoned by something. Yeah, because I was like, no way, Astro can get poisoned. Poisonable, but the paladins can't. (laughs) Like. Well, like, they can get poison, but they just can't get a disease from it or anything. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, for me, they do such a good job about resistances, uh, immunities on yeah. so many monsters. And like they're like really, really well thought through. And the flump is just like, nope, they take poison damage, but they also can deal poison damage from within their body. Because it's not a spell. I mean, Maybe. they, no. they could cast cleric spells in Outer second space. edition. They can, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they oh. still can. But at some oh. point, they could cast cleric spells, which is weird. Not weird, I guess. But Yeah, they say they tied that because of the like gods that they worship. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm assuming it's like cleansing spells. Probably. Get rid of all that poison. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the flump, I mean, what... Why are they misunderstood? Why did I mean people don't know what they are, but like if you know what a flump is at face value, what's what's the misconception, I guess? I guess it would be that they live where they do. Sure. You know, and yeah. and like there's gotta be reasons that like as humans or non flump, like that they are there, but we just don't know. And I mean, unless they were to tell us and why would they? You know, yeah, we would never really know. And I feel like that's one thing that we could use to help us understand them more is like, why do they live in probably one of the most hostile areas of this world, surrounded by people who enslave every other thing that lives there for their for their own doing? Like, it is a pretty terrible place to be if you're not great. Yeah, no. And then, you know, things in the dark. Right, as opposed to the deep gnome who live like hidden in giant chambers that they like dig out and then, you know, uh, yeah. disguise like as a rock. Like, you know, they don't, they are separate. And so, yeah. like, they don't ever want to be confronted by other members of the Underdark, you know? They, mm-hmm. they work when they work and then they dip the fuck out, you know? I don't think it's an understood thing that they can not only live out in the open, but so close to some of the most powerful beings in the world, let alone in the underdark. It's weird. Do you think that their gravity field uh, only works well in the underdark so that they don't keep floating away? And that's why they have to have like a, a roof over them. That's it. <laughs> They're just safer there. The, when you're reading about the underdark, like in the forgotten realms books, like they describe that, like, it's so far down that like a normal person when they're brought like from slavery or whatever, they have to get used to just the pressure of thousands and thousands of pounds of rock above them, you know? Yeah. So maybe there is something about that, that like Hmm. helps dampen that levitation. Yeah. It's just like, imagine you bring your flump up to the surface and you just go straight up, straight (laughs) up. Like I'm going home. (laughs) You try to catch him and you just like get like, stinky snapped like all over. Like a sh- shitty balloon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, 
<laughs> I think the biggest misconception I had and probably other DMs have is like you roll, you're looking up under dark encounters on the internet and you come across, okay, the flump, and then you research them, you realize it's a non-combat encounter, and then you decide to role play them however you're going to role play them. And I was looking up common ways to kind of role play them. And a lot of people go for the same thing I went for and do like the the childish or um, like the the innocent voice. Um, yeah. Some people even do like the super chill, like stoner voice, you know. Yeah. Um, I, after all this research, they are extremely intelligent and are capable of yeah. thought that we can't comprehend. They astral project into other realms and speak to beings of great power. Like, and they're role played as like basically unintelligent children. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's a big misconception. I think, <clears throat> and I'm sure I'm not the first person to do that because yeah, uh, that's Actually, how they're commonly played. Cool. You know, yeah, you could play them as very like prestigious and like very understanding of the the realms and concepts of rebirth and you know things like that so uh, make them have like the the real echoey voice because they like they know a lot but they still want to like have fun with it yeah exactly yeah they could really fuck with you but they're lawful good so they won't okay cool well we're we're getting we're getting uh close there you guys these flump are uh not showing any color now behind me so i'm not sure what that means um let's uh let's talk about how we would like to use them or see them used in gameplay or media. I can go first. Do it. Like I said, my the most interesting thing about the flump to me is like the astral projection and the fact that they, uh, you know, travel and speak to all these great beings and everything. And that just makes me, it, it really makes me think of like uh, the path of enlightenment. Um, not just like we said previously, like Buddhism, but just like the idea of it in like a D&D or fantasy setting right so i think it would be really really cool to see or like read a story of someone who's seeking that uh greater truth and they go to everything and they research all the creatures that may shed some insight into this and like maybe a monk or someone like that uh finds this creature that can astral project and recreate its body and goes to study with them and somehow like you know, learns of this and goes on these astral projecting adventures to see creatures from different dimensions and like speak to them about the different uh, mindsets of things like that. It would be a very, like, a very, very, uh, you know, beefy book about concepts of reality and life and things like that. So it's definitely a little bit of a different direction, but I think it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, the life-death cycle beliefs of beings of great power and how they view things. Yeah. So, eh. I, mine's in the same vein. Uh, it would be interesting to be, like, a slave of the illithid, you know? Um, and then, like, during some time when you're, like, free to do whatever you want, like, wander or whatever you notice like an, an ethereal, like throbbing glow in the corner off away from the, the city. And like the closer you get, the brighter it becomes. And like, oh, you just happen upon a group of flump where there's one flump in the center. And like the others are like, kind of like bouncing in a concentric circles around him and like glowing brighter and brighter. And like, 
it culminates to this like flash of light and the the flump in the center is gone but like there's like this deflated sack on the <laughs> ground that looks like a flump and like all of the flump are in like very like happy colors and they like they still float but the the circles like dissipate their form and stuff and like if you choose to ask you know yeah. They'll tell you that it was like a moment of enlightenment where like one flump kind of just decided that he was going to go spend time away from his body, you know? That's cool. Because like that, it interests me that they, they are like planar dwell, like travelers and that their bodies can be reformed, which would lead you to, to like think that maybe they don't care too much about the physical bond, you know, and that. It does, it's it's a moment of great transcending that they leave it. And it would be cool to see that, I think. That'd be an interesting encounter for sure. Mm -hmm. I would ask. Yeah. Like, why are y'all so happy? Right. Like, like that so dude just fucking popped. <laughs> <laughs> My mind immediately went to how can I use them in space in our sure. adventures of Beetle and Barb. They fit well there. They would, they would fit well there. I don't know. They could be my, they could be like on, like, what are they called when you like send, like the person you like send down to be like, join us. Hello. Oh yeah. You're like Envoys, ambassador. Ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like that, like to see if like the planet's open, like, because they can. They just run back glowing red. Nope. <laughs> like, like through like you know and like they could they can do it pretty darn far so yeah like you know that's that cool. would be cool they yeah, are a perfect like little a, space like a whole little society of them on our ship and you just send them to worlds yeah i like that i mean they could just astral project uh onto the planet and see that's what's true. see what's going on that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's dope. That's super cool. Um, oh my goodness, one of them fell over. Oh, he's out. Yep. I have to go pick him up, guys. I feel real bad. Oh, another one fell over. My goodness. Oh, they're turning red. Oh, one of them's blue. I'm not sure what that means. Um, okay. Sad. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to go take care of that. These helpless little flumps. Uh, oh, that's poison spray. Oh, my God. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that's our Mornings with Monster this week. Make sure you tune in next week for another morning with another monster. I'm Dylan. I'm Alina. I'm Alex. Oh, sorry. I'm Alex. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.